0: Okay, so I need to make this clear. He, he has a choice. He has, he's, he's picked this final end. Like, it's a choice of two items. He can either, he's playing Riven, okay? He has no magic damage on his team. He can either make Adaptive Helm plus Runance Kay- for a 3 item Kaylin, and then, and then he can Adaptive Helm his, I think it was his Mord, which is carrying his Even Shroud, you know, protector Even Shroud and make Runance Kaelin, which I think is Kaelin's best item, by the way. <laughs> or, or you can make BT Kaelin and Shiv Garen. <laughs> 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 I, I don't like the BT Kaelin! You should the game. I, 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 mean, I don't know, I don't mean, know, being with Shiv Mordekaiser or something. I, I forget. It, 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 uh, whatever. <laughs> okay. okay, so wait, was it correct though when you watched out the uh, line? Did you think to yourself, wow, this Aegon guy it, is cooking? It was correct because he got his uh, Kaelin a every single time, so he lived. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a little bit you can do about the positioning to not get your Kaelin a every single time.
1: Hello everybody, welcome back for another episode of Don't Talk If You Don't Know, the unofficial official podcast dedicated to all things high-level teamfight tactics in North America. And today we have episode number 42. Today is February 15th, 2024. It's live from 7.30pm Pacific. Happy Valentine's Day to anybody that did celebrate it. Uh, That is something that some of us in TFT actually uh, do. Unlike some, uh, certain individuals who might be tweeting about it and posting that they didn't do anything. Uh, Bryce, my co-host as always, how was your Valentine's Day? How's life been since our last episode? life
2: has been pretty good actually we're trending up less uh less sick better sleep happier kids happier parents valentine's day was good it was very different it felt it was kind of like a new version of valentine's day like my wife and i have done a picnic together for valentine's day for like a decade and we did it yesterday but we did it with our almost three-year-old and she like had the best time we like got some of her favorite foods and she like sat That's there adorable. and like grabbed the stuff and it was it was great so we had a really good valentine's day maybe a little different than my valentine's days used to look but it was uh, it was <laughs> actually a really awesome really awesome day
1: Awesome, nice. awesome. We have a returning guest, Rainplosion. The last time we had Rain I believe, <laughs> was our fundraising episode for the day is right. open. And then prior yes. to that, we had Rain on for a different set. So in terms Wait, of the... talking about tournaments, it's been a little bit of time. So Rain, welcome back. How's life? How's the uh the back? past week for you?
0: Past week has been great. I've been I mean, I was just so happy that so much a lot got into regionals. You no know, one, two, three, four, and regionals might just all be allowed
1: that's right that's right it feels like bit. the lab is really starting to come into their own we could talk about a little bit more how it does feel like they're still being underestimated but it feels like is it fair to say that you're like one of the leaders of the lab or you, do you feel you because there's kind of like one of the members
0: i'm at the very least the figurehead <laughs> <laughs> that makes me the leader um wait what's the there's distinction some your, around in, that in, wait in your head what's that distinction rain okay so so the thing is i'm happy being like the person kind of like leading the charge and whatever but like i also am like lazy at like organizing stuff so for example i don't know i think vanilla could be considered more so the leader of the lab just because he's like more on top of like actually organizing you know when we do stuff together so you're you're the you see, when you say you're a
1: figurehead it's more about like to represent the lab right so like for example we have rain oh, as part of the power ratio sure. yeah. rain's like submitting it but it's actually rain submitting it on behalf of the lab for people who didn't know oh right,
0: yeah the tower is <laughs> i actually had a
2: uh, very little to do with wait i didn't realize that rain your ballot is like an aggregated ballot you all work on together
0: Oh no, that that last val- the last ballot I actually had nothing to do with me. Most of the ballots, like, are so like a lot of the recent ballots I submitted, like, it's just like nine people yapping and call about like what they think and then they like they're kind of, like podcast,
1: price. They're just like gathering, <laughs> I mean, like, they're <laughs> assembling. <laughs>
0: that like... that's honestly amazing. I'm I'm so happy that that ballot exists
2: in the pot in the rankings. That's great. Yeah, that's kind of cool actually. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know, great.
0: I'm like I'm like a figurehead because like I- I'm not necessarily the one leading everything, but like I'm like the person they like a scapegoat to the uh person they can pin the name blame on or the person they can leash the cloud off of i don't know
2: okay someone says rain is communications and
1: vanilla is operations agree oh i liked it. they have chief officers that's great okay thanks for that clarification in the meantime you may have heard him chime in if you're listening on the audio but Noster, who's grown up before our very eyes i think noster has been competing quite for some time but not of course only in results posting back-to-back final lobbies and booking a spot into regionals but also the beard man what's what's going on here Noster? when's the last time you shaved oh i don't i it's been like a uh, probably over a year now no what is it oh my yeah, god
3: probably like over a year yeah i've been going out for a long time okay I know, like, all I right like it. Is, it, is it for a bet yeah. or are you just kind of like lazy like what's what's <laughs> hey, going on he's rocking it Dan. i kind of like i kind of like fidgeting with it a little bit honestly it's kind of like uh you know whenever you see those people in movies they just yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that I it, that's that's what it is. I don't know what's I don't know what's so satisfying about it. It doesn't like. have
2: poker chips to play with, he has a beard. And it's yeah, it's I don't
3: act I mean, out. Yeah. Right? But, uh, yeah. Right. I've been doing good. I've been doing good. I like it. Been I doing, like it.
2: No, sir, you've been doing really well. This is I mean, you're off to a tear this set, right? I mean there's only been two tournaments and are you the only person who final lobby both in Setsuko, right? Is that right? Uh that's right. Noster sure. and Satsuki
1: are the two sure. players who made it to back-to-back final Lobby.
2: That's pretty. That's hey. Listen, if you want to, if I ever want to be on a list with two people in TFT, I would like Satsuki to be the, on the other person on the list. It's probably a good thing.
3: Yeah, I, I would agree. I, um, I, <laughs> I think that the my results are are kind of just me. So a lot of people get tricked into people like Soju being bad in tournaments because they're bad on ladder. But Soju's actually really good at, like, dialing it in and becoming really focused in tournaments. Yep. I think that I and me, in the past two tournaments, I've just kind of let it go. And just, like, I've had music on in the background. I'm not really, like, so focused in. And I'm just
1: kind of having a good time. And I think that that has helped a lot.
0: That's awesome. Can you
1: talk a little bit about the timeline? Uh, for people who don't know, Noster, the last time you made, like, a really big splash... my mind and correct me if i missed anything but i remember the last time you were kind of at least revered and feared in a certain way was set four which happened to be the last time there was a chosen mechanic uh versus the headliner is this something about the set mechanic because that was the set you hit rank one you were in top eight at lot in tournaments back then and then there's like this big gap like we don't know between set five and set nine but then now you're back is is it something about the headliner mechanic in general i think it just helps tempo play a little bit because you can get access to units a little
3: quicker i i I don't know i don't know what the correlation is i really don't i got no clue i would just guess tempo (laughs) if i had to take a take a take a stop at it bro
2: if you're throwing a dart at the board that's what you're that's you're throwing at.
1: well it's that or uh well no because this is the first set i decided to take tft seriously and i just really want to see how far i could push myself right the 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 usual thing of like oh you know i had a good set of tournament results it's the first set i'm trying Nah. That's I don't too cliche. That's too cliche. Do you think okay. do you
2: think you are trying harder, no, sir Do you like do you feel like you're working your game more? No, I, I think okay. I've actually
3: stopped. I think I've started trying less, I think. In fact Yeah.
2: I will say so I will say I mean You've come up on the podcast every once in a while, and sometimes I'm critical of your play. I don't know if you know that or not, but, like, I've also always really liked watching you stream. I I think that you are constantly—I think you find edge that other people don't, so I think it's always really interesting to see. And I will say that, like, for a little while, it was starting to get harder for me to watch because I think you were just, like, angrier at the game. Like, it just felt like so much of your stream was you venting about— what wasn't going your way whether it was the balance or the I mean, set itself I mean, and i feel like this set you're just kind of vibing it seems like you're like having fun and it's going well yeah well the balance is good i'm having a good time yeah.
3: i mean i mean
0: I think, hell, it's,
2: I think that it's, be i think it's, everybody
3: isn't it deeper than that though let's be honest like there's
2: <laughs> yeah no I mean, way I it's I just it's the though,
3: balance um better. yeah i mean i think i'm just i think i just don't care as much quite i think that's i think that's honestly i just don't care as much i think that i'm a little bit more disconnected i think i've been not too emotionally connected, but definitely significantly invested in the past. And I think that I'm just kind of chilled now. I'm just I've just chilled it out.
1: I love maturing it. is another way to think about it. Not See, not, not necessarily I'm not talking about like how you are developmentally in terms of like, you know, growing up literally. <laughs> I meant more about as a competitor. <laughs> a competitor understands the balance between being passionate and I guess like just being overly invested into like the result and not the process, I think. Especially in a game like TFT, yeah. I also yeah. think some some people
2: were just wired differently. Like. There are the people who need to get themselves super fired up to play their best. And there are people who need to get themselves into like a more flow or zen state. Mm-hmm. And when Noser was describing is it, immediately where my brain went someone in chat pointed out as well that like that's what set that's where Setsuko was at too. Like he was getting angry at the game. He was like it things were getting harder for him. He felt more pressure in tournaments. And then it was when he decided to say fuck it and kind of let it go and feel like him be himself again. That's when he started playing that's when he started this literally unprecedented tear i'm not saying i mean no sir if you become Setsuko 2.0 that'd be that'd be awesome but it would make sense <laughs> that you guys are like What's wired. that, bad time, that you're What's that wired bad time? i know that's what i'm saying what <laughs> definitely steps to go S- Setsuko is the best player in north america maybe maybe on planet earth so yeah it's hard to be that good but right. it's awesome no sir, that it seems like you're making maybe a, a step forward and you're having more fun doing it that's
1: yeah? great that's yeah. great let's dive into that a little bit more in a second here as we are gonna just talk a little bit about things that's happened since the past week and not that much i think the first thing that's forefront on most people's minds is the b patch and the b patch specifically has changed a few things for people who haven't known b patch came out uh yesterday and we have augments that have been disabled we have traits that got nerfed and a couple of bug fixes so just I'm going to walk it through real quick and then we'll just get some immediate reactions off of, you know, what the patch is. Extended play has been disabled. It actually has been bugged this entire set. For people who don't know, extended play actually randomly doesn't give you a component, even though you three star punk units. But still, it was actually really good. They didn't fix that and they said that it's just not worth it. And Heartthrobs also was bugged and that it didn't do anything. It actually just gave you Kasante and Ophelios, Or at least I am understanding it basically didn't do anything. And so they said, you know what? Uh, yeah. We can't get it done fixed in time. So we're just disabling these augments. Yeah. Poor Spicy Appies, by the way, did like a four hour VOD review stream to try and optimize punk because he thought no one was playing it. And he's like, yeah, this is something I can maybe optimize. No. He did. He, he spent an entire found- day. It was more than four no. hours.
0: He, 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 whole day. He, he
1: did four hours of VOD so review. He's like, okay, this is what you do with the punk. He, he looked up data. He was like cross-referencing other regions. He did all his analysis. And then he's like, and, he, and, in, the, and in the stream time, I was like, be patched soon. He raised the B-patch live on stream and realized that extended play has been disabled. Oh, my God. Were you in chat, Bryce, when that happened? Yeah,
2: I was. I was really sad. Appy's been doing some of the best stuff. He did like a deep dive on punk. They did a deep dive on disco line. Like he's been he's been really making sure that to start his regionals preparation he's learning the lies that he feels like he doesn't know yet mm-hmm. so that he can feels like he
1: can play everything. It's been cool.
2: Yeah. And yeah, it's a, but it's a bummer that the running for, all
1: for good, sure. All good. They nerfed heart steel, specifically five heart steel. Instead of two point two five hearts as a multiplier per champion kill and all just in general the hearts, you get two, so it's a sizable nerf in terms of five heart steel then they nerfed kale kale two and kale three damage they nerfed riven's riven specific ability damage and they nerfed zed's base ad which is a little bit of a bigger deal if you're not familiar with how ad interacts with champions like zed and then they fixed scrappy inventions and then rageblade no longer resets on summons which is by the way a shout out to dish soap we didn't really know why kale's rageblade reset specifically and I think dish soap was the biggest catalyst to finding out why that was to highlight to more dog and Riot to fix it. So plastic dish soap moments. He was playing, Julius he was playing kale way before I, basically
0: everyone else. <laughs> so I actually need to say one thing. Yeah. So the laugh actually knew about this. Oh. even week one. And then I was the one who discovered the tech and then like they forbade me from saying it because, uh, they wanted to keep it all for themselves so they, oh. they like, so their secret attack was they'll play york on kill boards. All right, wow! Oh my god, so, so you wanted to leap for every edge. So, just, and, and, and so and 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 out actually... and immediately fixes it. Y'all sit <laughs> on the knowledge <laughs> to know, right? So good good so wow, do we need to start a new <laughs> trial? A new trial right on the spot? <laughs> so I'm just saying, and like in week one, when I was co streaming, and they're like, oh wait, 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 why did I ratio every I, I was in here like, I'm like, honestly, I can't say anything, my lips are sealed. Oh
1: my God! That wow, is... interesting, interesting. <laughs> I mean, this is why bugs go unfixed. Okay, hey, at Rain. least at least you admit it, Rain. You, at least you admit uh, it. Thanks you come clean. Yeah, you, you get to be the answer. master of the story.
0: If, if, if I if I was the one who found the bug, it would have been out of the White Dog. But uh, unfortunately, a lot of people will have have uh, less scruples than me. So, uh yeah. Oh, you got the secrecy. Yeah. Okay.
2: Some, some some people get Rain to name names. All right, all right, that's right. Oh, the word can, name
0: can names. You names. It's just Kane
2: Drew. It's Kane oh, it's, it's,
1: it's, it's Kane
0: Drew. It's Kane Drew. It's Kane
1: Drew. <laughs> oh my what? We just had him last episode. Well, guess who yeah. gets on the blacklist?
2: Yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's blacklist. okay. We we mercilessly teased Kane
1: Drew for <laughs> the incident. So <laughs> he can't get maybe, a freak maybe, man. maybe it's oh, even
2: like maybe it's even. He
1: he goes on this podcast, gets roasted mercilessly after the KDA Cup, even though he made it to regionals. And then, gets, you know, gets the the fraud label. By the way, that became an official emo, the fraud stamp that went over Kandrew. That's become like a flag banner of the lab. Actually, some some weird moment. It. And now he comes up, and we we passed that moment one tournament later. Rainplosion bringing out more Kandrew fraudulent accusations and allegations. sir, your first reaction to the badge when you see all this?
3: Oh, I, I was waiting for the Z. I think that the. I've been complaining about the Zed nerf. I don't think it's enough, in my opinion. I think it should have been five AD, or maybe uh, I don't know. The Zed still feels too good to me, but I think the hard steel change maybe maybe like uh, evens it out. But because because hard the hard steel nerf is actually to me it's very apparent. Cause I feel like these hard boards are capping or not capping lower, but I think that the main the main area that they struggle in is they're not getting nine quite as quickly because of those like eighty cash outs and sixty cash outs that you would normally have gotten. Cause you lose some of those breakpoints and then you're you're you have less money, which maybe makes Zed balanced, I guess, because that's the main line that Zed is played in. But yeah, I, I think the Zed nerf is not enough. Cause in in the Katarina line, the Zed unit is uh pretty good um, you, you might you might be right but also it's the only line they hit twice i think yeah i
2: think that I, i'm glad they did it this way even in hindsight i think this, this was the right call yeah
3: i mean it's i think it's fine our seal is definitely definitely
1: fallen off a lot mm-hmm. in my opinion do you, do you think the do you think similarly rain or do you feel like Zed's
0: not really the problem so i have very strong opinions about this i'm actually made a tweet about it yeah, you, which like, never happens, know. by the way. I woke up and I was like, God, we have rain on the podcast tonight.
2: I don't remember the last time she tweeted something like this fire away. I,
0: I actually put it on the screen. I, holy ahead. shit, <laughs> you actually put it on the screen. Okay. <laughs> um, so, I. I it, it really depends on how you think the game is meant to be played. It really depends on how, how you think, like, what's off for the game. But. I hate the meta right now. I despise it. Like, honestly, I, I'm i even okay when, like, a certain line is, like, more broken than the others. Because, like, either you can force a line to play the mother better than other people. Or you can, like, play other stuff that's uncontested. But I... I hate how the meta is played because because like the main line that you try for every single game feels so linear to me. And even though the comp variety is very large, every single two cost play rule plays the exact same way. You like you roll on on six, trying to hit your chosen. If you don't hit your chosen, you roll for something that can hold similar items, and then you try to find your chosen. Then you try to push seven. You try to like roll for your your four cost carries because every single one of the two cost comps also has an identical like four cost carry that c- holds dual carry items. I and the tempo is so large that it just feels so bad to try to fast it with any comp and I feel like Heartsteel was at least like something that was keeping them in check. But I just feel like four costs are so dead. You got the high roll so hard to be able to play them because it's almost impossible to be able to win stage three because people are like, you know, they're gonna be re-rolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is this I, I... is
1: this reflected in scrims right now from your experience?
0: Heartsteel is a 5.5. Heartsteel and Scream is is the most played comp. It's a five point five average. Like I mean, yeah, people are playing it more than they should be. It's getting getting angled more than should. But like sometimes you have no choice because like you don't you know either you're like or I mean you can always force something I guess. But yeah. but like sometimes like it, you're not in a very optimal spot to re-roll and then, like I don't know either you force a re-roll and you coin flip whether you hit or not. What do you say in response to people who look at all this and say good?
1: Like it's about time Hearthsteel got taken down a peg. Now we have more diversity than ever before in terms of like you know Bryce for example likes the spot that two costs or at least Bryce was saying things that he liked about the spots two costs were in. Yeah, Actually, so Bryce, you can elaborate, and then Raina can respond. Yeah, uh, so I have a lot of thoughts on this. So I I
2: sort of agree with you, sort of disagree with you because I I th- my symptom read on the meta is that I think that the problem is that the baseline power of a lot of the four cost units and trees is not high enough to contest. So two-star versions of Reroll are stronger than they should be and then out cap as well. And so I just think four costs feel to me overall in a really bad state. I think Heart Steel as it currently stands is probably the best one, which is why, like you said, it feels like sometimes you have no choice because TF feels pretty specific. Caitlin feels pretty specific. A lot of the other lines You know, Ari feels pretty specific. A lot of games, it feels like you do kind of get boxed into this corner, and it's not, and it's been toned down. And I think it's probably about what the baseline power level will be. I think if Pentacle was as good as that, I think if Disco was as good as that. I think if there was an, like Ori lines that felt as good as that, then it would actually be fine. Then like the two-cost re-roll would have appropriate like risk-reward trade-offs for if you miss too late, it'd be really problematic. You wouldn't get to go and hit your two-star four costs because a lot of them would be getting played on other people's boards, right? Whereas a lot of these units are like uncontested outside of the re-roll lines. So uh, that that's my read on it. But I do, I do agree that I think that for me... This regionals patch is going to be overly re-roll heavy. I really like having a lot of viable strategies in my favorite TFT metas. I think it's important for re-roll at one, two, and three costs to be like val, like a viable option. But I think optimally, TF, like a good player should play those lines like five out of twenty games max, max. And this is like a lot more than that. Right? Like, a, like a lot more.
1: Okay. Yeah. so We threw and a lot of they... rain.
0: Oops. Right, so you... I'll just say like, like I, I actually agree with like basically everything that Bryce said for for me as well my favorite meta would be when from like if you have their game plan to find like by default you look for a four cost comp and then like if you natural a lot of copies or have a good spot for a certain reroll like you identify the conditions then you play it yep which you should be actively looking to do and like honestly it's fine if even like half the games are reroll like you know because it, it is a skill identifying the lines you play and defining, like what what you pick what you go for on carousel like all of those are like i think they're healthy for the game i just hate that like the Default is two-cost re-roll. Nostar, there's nothing I'm going to call out. He loaded into every single lobby, typed uh, on Portal Selection, Kale, Sashiri, and Asari, and Defend. Like, I don't know what else to say. Like, I, like, like yeah, Like he played the patch correctly. I mean, if you look at my games, I, I played a lot of those lines too. You'll notice that I played a shit ton of two-cost re-roll, and, and that's why we both did well. But but I hate the fact that the, that how <laughs> yeah, the yeah, yeah. patch is being played. I hate it. Okay, no, we're getting um, here. I'm re- I'm really curious for your take on so this as well.
3: I I agree with both of you, but I think that the main thing that enables both of the the um, the four costs to be bad and the two costs to be good is super fan. I think that the fact that if you're playing four costs and you don't have super fan, you have to have three items in the four stage to even have a chance against three star two costs with three usually bis items which it means you have to have good items, you have to have the four cost units with good items to have any chance against people who just lose streak early and then have good items, and then the four costs just don't set a chance,
1: and the two costs are just allowed to effectively stomp out four costs. I, 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 I think I like where you're heading at, because this is going to be a follow-up question, uh, mm-hmm. just philosophically, and then we're going to bring up something that more duck said to kind of transition the topic. How much of this is because of headliners as a mechanic? You know, like because of the way things have spiked and headliners have bonuses and everything like that. Because for a while, do you remember at the beginning of the set when people were talking about just two-star four cost just smashed everything, right? Because of headliners. And it felt like nothing V-Roll was viable whatsoever. And they and then they had to do some weird stuff and all of a sudden Jack started becoming more popular and Yone and everything like that. So kind of going back to full circle here, is it is it something like headliner mechanics? Or headliners fine. And it's really about something more like the super fan that was being discussed. Maybe this is a hot take, but I actually
3: don't think that headliner is that influential in this meta for what comps are played. Uh, Because I think that generally and obviously there are plenty of exceptions from this, but I think that generally the uh, how far you are ahead tempo wise, if there wasn't headliners it's about the same like if you're getting a free two star four cost on four two it's probably about the same as getting a free three star two cost at four one wait i think really yeah i'd say it's about the same type of wise i I, in my
1: opinion i mean that's all i take interesting Hmm. okay rain what do you think about like people pointing at headliner because i've heard this discussion in a couple different circles they were just like man headliners just it's just headliners 11 everything's gonna reset everything's gonna everyone's gonna like remember what it's like to play more honestly instead of like this you know headliner and you, you get like a hero grab bag or you get like a random duplicate all of a sudden 3 starts back out of nowhere what what do you think
0: i don't know headliners say the problem i think i've had a lot of fun playing around them like seeing like buying a Caitlyn chosen on, our, on a flex roll down i've played some like garbage like caitlin carthus wards sometimes and like i i mean i think they like promote like pretty flexible play but I mean I kinda highlighted it in the tweet, but I think it's just three Superfan Three KDA, which makes this meta specifically so bad because the three Superfan 3 KDA package is so strong. You have to hit like two-star four cost tanks that even like, you know, have a stronger front line than that. Because just the package feels so strong. Like three KDA is just so incredibly broken. I mean, sorry, the KD trait itself is just incredibly, like, incredibly strong because, you know, as a vertical trait, the trait itself needs to be strong. But I think it's one of the... Stronger, okay, and like, you're, not, you're ordinary,
1: not using hyperbole here because, again, when, when when people from Riot watch this show, so if you're saying incredibly broken, are you saying slightly over the line or you actually think it is, like, egregiously uh, overpowered? I'm trying to understand the nuance here because TFT high speed can, can make it lost sometimes.
0: So, uh, from a balance perspective, you can't nerf them too much. They are actually, like... From a balance so balance like balance wise, they are actually incredibly broken, but you also can't nerf them because you can't like the these they actually need to somewhat stand up to forecast frontline because for a lot of comps this is your best like frontline. Like if you're trying to play any sort of Ari comp, for example, um you'll almost always include like these super fans in, unless you know some other vertical tree is broken, like sentinels. So unless you want to make like Ari herself an unviable comp. It does need to be some level, some baseline level of like really, really strong because it literally does need to compete with a four cost frontline. So, in that sense, like, yeah, it is egregiously broken. It like super fan frontline does actually like at least compete with four cost frontline until like the full, full four cost frontline is two starred, but at the same time, you can't like nerf it that much. But I'd at least like to see you know, 3kda getting some nerfs. Okay, so
1: it's a design issue, is what we're pointing at. Then. Like, the way win- <laughs> I don't
0: know if like you can call like. <laughs> well, there's a problem
1: somewhere that you're identifying sure, like...
0: sure 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 yeah yeah sure i mean i think like i think that this happens a lot though right like sometimes there's like there's like really strong verticals that like overperform other like similar things but like that's just happened that's just what happens in the set sometimes like some traits are stronger than others because of like it-, it needs to be that way for like certain comps to be even playable in the game
1: um okay
0: uh, that, but that can it, be that can be where we rest because I, I feel like I'm just grilling right at this point and trying to make her
1: you know <laughs> c- kind of trying to call out on some of her pace or fall through. Sure, uh...
0: sure. We, we, we can, we can say like I I, I, I hate uh, so we can go back to to, to like the, the spicy bit then. Well, I'll just say it. I hate Superfan. I love the fact that you can play like super flexibly around what carries you play in like stage three. I like it's actually so it, it's it's actually like really nice to be able to just like buy whatever like like I, I'm like I want to play towards say center role, but like I can buy cat bard seraphine whatever like and. And play on my board, and I can play flexible mid game. Great. The problem is that this trait is so over dominant that like you kind of really need it. Yeah,
1: we're yeah back I at agree. the beginning. Back at the beginning we're of Superfan
0: is the problem. It's the problem.
1: <laughs> it's funny because i I'll, I'll, this week on stream, I might, i actually have been on record multiple times to say I think Superfan is one of my favorite chase they've made in a while because I i really like. I think I think what made push it over the top was the ability to remove items from your your headliner. I think that was a really cool thing. But I, I think I'm gonna super fan you guys are talking trash about one of my favorite traits they've made in while, d- d- no, right d- are you on my side or are you on their side to uh, choose, choose uh, wisely no just go ahead and say it. who's I mean
2: I, like, I don't want to hear I like I was curious for Nostra's take on this as well so noster I want to make sure we loop back to you I, I think I think overall super fan has probably been a good thing for the set but I do think that the implications of adding this level of flexibility like o- it, overtuned flexibility has been been pretty meta warping at times so i think i i think like i would enjoy playing the I, I enjoyed playing a version of the set with it i think i would also enjoy playing a version of the set without it because i think it it has so dramatically changed how it felt has felt to play the entirety of the set in a way that i don't think i really anticipated when the set launched i did not see this coming
3: no, so you already kind of elaborate a little bit on Superfan, so... I think, Maybe. in my opinion, the issue, like, we'll just wrap it up. I think with Superfan, what it should be is if, in the future, if they have a synergy that gives items, I think that it should probably be tied to a four cost. I think that would make it significantly more balanced. I mean, it would also feel kind of bad, because you if you miss it and you're playing for it, it would feel terrible, but... I think if they made it so that it's tied to a 4 cost, it would feel a lot more balanced. Like, let's say it's a 2 cost, a 3 cost, and a 4 cost, and you go level 7 and then you roll. Because then there's some level of risk to it compared to just, here's a free item for your main carry,
1: do whatever you feel like. Okay, understood. I like thematically where Superfan is as well, but I'm kind of a sucker for that kind of flavor stuff. But okay, 3U1, that's fine. For now. At least sort of on your or team. No, I'm, I mean yeah, I
2: don't yeah, Actually I, on, I, balance I and on balance on balance, I think I'm on Dan's
0: team. I think I, <laughs> I'm on Dan's side. No, so, so the thing is uh, I have to go back to this as well. Like I I love playing Superfan as well. Soul. Like it, it's it actually makes flex play so fun. Yeah. But like it
2: really
1: does. It does. So, like, the thing and is, the thing
0: is, I like playing around Superfan. I don't like when other people are playing around Superfan.
1: <laughs> Boom. And there we have it. There we go. That's the perfect conclusion mortdog tweeted earlier today about the preview for the next patch. We're not going to talk too much about the the, the future patch, but it's more about the phil- the philosophy behind it. mortdog tweeted, and he's actually starting to post essays every day, mini essays on game design. So for people, there are a handful of people that want to get into games or are just interested That's by good. game design. Mort is giving free coaching lessons daily on his Twitter. So he's actually one of the best if you just want to like. Understand game design and an approach to game dev. So these that's... tweets are these tweets are gold. He 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 yeah. actually drops like genuine wisdom from his
2: career, yes. and he does it in like under 500 words. It's like I I literally every time I see them, I read them. They're always good.
1: Yeah, and, and a lot of people charge like courses. anyways not not to, yeah. not to not to it, you know gas up and glaze more because we're about to kind of pick apart. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm
1: setting it up because we're about. I think I'm giving room for people to dunk on it if you want. Patch 14.4 is our smallest patch of all time which is a good thing i've always said if we achieved quote perfect balance end quote we wouldn't patch tft and would let us sit there for the remainder of the set this is as close as we've ever come and combined with the fact that the championship we play on this patch it was the perfect time to get pretty darn close to that in terms of things that affected rank there are only seven changes and they are all small for stuff like buffing six rapid fire Now, I can already hear the skeptics calling out, quote, they think this is balanced with three question marks, end quote. And for full transparency, yes, this is about as close to balanced as TFT can be. There are viable paths at every cost and every strategy, multiple of them, in fact, based on which portal is happening. Some may have different strengths and weaknesses, but there are tons of viable strategies that almost any carry can do well. If you care deeply about a balanced meta with tons of skill expression, this is it. There's a part two. But I'm also aware that not actually what everyone wants. Some players do not enjoy losing to a one or two cost real comp. Some players don't enjoy losing to someone who played the e-country well. Everyone has their preference of how the game should be played. And when it doesn't fit into the mold, they aren't enjoying it as much. And as I have mentioned before, it is impossible to please everyone. There's also another phenomenon I see due to how complex TFT is, where someone will post an endgame screen and say, how did second lose to first? When you look at it, if you reverse it, If you reverse the terms of the questions, it could also be asked. Stuff with fuzzy values like Prismatic trait, losing to a 3-star 4-cost becomes difficult to quantify, and therefore, players question the balance since there's no clear indication of what should be. PFT's complexity makes it difficult to truly quantify what is balanced, but from my position, what you are playing is pretty darn close. I'm happy to discuss that as I'm fully aware some will disagree, but it is what it is. 14.4 is tiny. Then 14.5 is the final Remix Rumble patch and set 11 heads to PB. Pretty well, till then take it easy. Which begins officially a different show flow. We're gonna actually kick off Agree right here, right Ooh. now. So do we agree with Dog's statement? Let's start off with Rainplosion.
0: I mean, i said I piece. I'm not gonna argue too much. Like I just think Rural is overly dominant there if like three kd was i mean it's really it's really 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 darn close to being balanced i'll say it it's really really darn close to being balanced i'm pretty sure if they literally just nerfed the three kda down from eight to seven i'd call it balanced. but uh... there's a
1: you said eight eight ad ap eight eight percent uh just
0: H- eight or nine oh, sorry i think it's nine nine 988 ap hp if it's not it down one nine. integer one integer I'm pretty sure this patch is pretty balanced. It's so funny how it's it, it's just one integer and it's making you hate the patch. It
1: feels like such strong language for a 1% nerf. But you're mostly agree. Interesting. This, but this that's that's the reality of TFT on some level. Like I totally... Oh, I, I understand completely. I, just, I feel yeah. like when you contextualize it that way it's just really interesting to hear uh about how hard it is to balance a game under those circumstances but, like she thinks it's disaster just thinks it's so close
0: <laughs> well i will say between lines things are so balanced like you can play senna you can play katarina maybe it's slightly weak i think but like whatever yeah, can but that's good Xerife, you don't want everything hard every is... like yeah. balance between lines is actually so so decently balanced which is what a lot
1: of what I think Mort is trying to go for and communicate, which is really important of why you're able to identify that versus kind of the personal grievances of the patch. Noster, what do you think about Mort's uh, statement? Agree? Yeah, I, I, I personally completely agree. I, I, I've
3: been around for a long time in this community, and I genuinely don't think we've had a patch that's been this close to being perfectly balanced whilst competitive is still going on ever i i think that you can't ask for better balance it is where my opinion is so wow.
1: yeah i would agree with this completely and utterly oh man a resounding Spicy. agree oh man not even a, a little bit of shade of Right. bryce
2: <laughs> oh god i have like so many thoughts about this topic The mo- when i as i was listening to him talk i'm like agreeing sort of disagreeing sort of and i just have yeah this can be a long one i'm gonna monologue a lot tonight dan i apologize in advance Okay, hit me with this. Try to try not to try to keep it under ten minutes. I'll I'll try to keep it under ten minutes. I think I could do that. That seems reasonable to me. Okay, so first of all, I agree with the first half of the sentiment. I agree. This is the most balanced TFT has has ever been in, in terms of closest to a perfectly balanced patch we've ever gotten. I don't think this is going to be my favorite patch. I think on on balance, I agree with Rain that even though it's a pretty subtle amount of changes that need to happen, it. If you load into TFT and you think to yourself, ten out of twenty games I'm gonna be playing two cost reroll, I think something has gone wrong. And so I don't. Even if it's not ten, even if it's eight or seven, that still sounds like a really high number. I think, think that's for fr- the time. Yeah, it might be. It might be. I don't know. But whatever <laughs> winds up being, I, I'm very clear it's gonna be too high. We'll have to see how regionals plays out. Because in fairness, well, the two of you did very well last weekend. Playing a lot of two cost re roll, the person who played the best tournament was replay, and he played none. So I I think that they hit his line pretty hard, and I and I think that he taught a lot of people how to play his line and gave up a lot of his edge just from having his tournament vault exist. But I think there we'll have to see how bad the art steel nerfs are and whether or not if you play it at a first class level you can get beyond it. That being said, I really really disagree with the second half of Mort's statement. I I when he when he says he thinks as, as for full transparency, yes, this is about as close to balance as TFT can be. I really disagree with that. And I think that for a long time, they didn't have the resources they had. And so, in chi- the end, sets, because they were doing mid sets, were shorter when you think about balancing those things independently. So, it was hard to get to full balance states. So, now we have more time on it. They're better at it, they have more resources put into it. I, I tweeted at the very beginning of the set that I thought it was like the best opening balance, and I was excited to see how good balance would get. By the end of the set, I think that they have done an overall really good job. But I think there's like a small, a small misstep here that's shaping the regionals meta to be something that I don't think is the most skill-expressive version of TFT. And I do agree with people who said earlier that Mort does focus a lot on in-game comp balance, and I agree with Rain that that is in a really good state overall. There's some stuff that I wish was different, though, still. Like, there's, you know, there's some one-cost reroll that could maybe be a little bit better. Like, there's some three-costs that I think could be a little bit better. I don't think the Executioner line needed to nerf. I like that six Executioner was aligned. I think giving another three-costs out was a good thing for the meta. I think MF could be buffed a little bit. I think that's not really a serious unit that you play around outside of, like, rolling for her in Bard, basically. And I think that the four-costs are a little bit weak and i think i say all that like it's simple and i know it's not simple i know that you changed like rain's talking about being the closest balance patch and it's really problematic i feel the same way i'm not saying i could do a better job i'm saying that i think that this team with more swings at longer sets like this are going to do better than this i think we will get to a patch that feels like it is Early game is wide open. There's certain things that are amazing right now that have never been this good. Items have never been this good. If you look at the items balance, almost everything is slammable. Like when I look at the list, the only obvious item that feels like it needs a a buff to me is Bramble Fest. I never see anyone build that item, right? But otherwise like, and maybe it's good. Maybe it's good. I don't know. Maybe every single item here is like genuinely really slammable and playable which is awesome but i think that like perfectly balanced is you can play really wide in the early game really wide in the mid game really wide in the late game lots of viable strategies Four cost is kind of your default i agree with what rain said that like it should you should be, you should always be looking for reroll you should always be rewarded for finding those lines and playing them well but that's not the heart of tft so for me it's hard for this to be the best patch ever okay. i think that's probably
1: where i am okay i won't elaborate too much chat agreed 70 30 split and i think people who disagree probably just have disagreements about parts of it because it's hard to always fully agree with a big block of of words like this i'll just say one thing is that a lot of what bryce says i think represents what i think represents a lot of what the podcast thinks represents probably what most people say think about in this chat I have to just say one thing, and this is just me putting devil's advocate because I think it's my responsibility as the host of this podcast. A lot of players disagree with what Bryce just said at his core. They don't want TFT to be like that. They don't want to, they it, The end game balance between lines is what they're looking for because they want to be able to feel like this is the game that I want to play a Seraphine reroll, and it went really well. And now next game I queue up, I can get a novel experience by trying Senna instead And that very subtle aha of like, okay, they actually use kind of similar items and similar setup is enough of an ingenuity, right? To feel like, wow, that's great. I love TFT. Because that's where most people's investment in the game stops. But for us, that's where it feels like it begins. When you first make that connection, you want to make that, that that you want to replicate that aha moment like dozens of times. And when you realize that you can do that for 35 minutes at, at a time, that's when TFT becomes truly beautiful in our eyes. But for most people, it stops. And that's why, Bryce, that's why Marvel movies are successful, and they do so many of them ad nauseum. That's why people refuse to make anything besides, like, a sequel to the most least hit video game Call of Duty 102. It, oh, it, it, it is why it is why TFT struggles, and therefore, I have to agree with him because Mordog has core when he's saying he can't please everybody. He's basically talking to us. I mean, uh, like he's not talking yeah, to anybody I, but I, us. I, Directly. i really i really disagree with this though because i gr- oh, so i agree with the sentiment that it's
2: really important to speak to both audiences i just don't think that making the game beautiful for the 0.001 actually impacts the lower elo experience in any material way because people aren't in their lobbies playing doing these crazy like cooking things to find edge and so the gameplay is pretty similarly set to set even when flex tft is really good people commit early people are like playing lines suboptimally etc so for me i I think you can, like, I think Punk for, as, a, as a trait is one of the biggest home runs that I can remember in such a long time. It was never oppressive or never really felt oppressive at high elo. It's beloved in low elo. It dominates low elo in play rate, enjoyment. It is such a good, and it's and it's still actually kind of relevant to the high elo just as kind of early game most of the time, right? Like there's early game to play around Punk. And I'm kind of good with that. I think that's a really well done trait. So I think you can have your cake you needed too here. I really think that
1: this, this is a, it's a false dichotomy i guess is what i would say I, I i understand that and what i'm trying to say is that tft is one of the games i just want to say one thing and then we can kind of put it the best because i think we have to kind of move on but i would say that tft is one of the games that caters to the 0.001 the most out of any of this type of game competitive multiplayer there's the esports competitive scene and it's mainly focused on ranked multiplayer like everything about it you'd be very surprised how much it caters to it and I think we could stand to cater a little bit more towards it for the success and longevity of the game. That's just the reality we have to face. That's just the reality we have to face. But that's a, different, that's a different discussion and maybe we should bring more. Uh, yep. eventually. we can. Uh, I would can love to have this conversation that. with more. actually. This would be such a great conversation to have with him. Wow, okay, so that was a lot with the agree section. We're just gonna go ahead, it says stage four because we usually do this towards the very end, but we're gonna get it out of the way because there's a lot to go through. The second one was right under this tweet Clement said, here's my list of changes, and he said a bunch of different things, where that's not the agree. The agree was what he said at the very end, which I thought was so interesting. Right under it, Clement, a caster for the APAC region, for SEA, Taiwan, Hong Kong, Macau, etc. He said, set 8.5 was the pinnacle of the world's patch balance. So he's like, I don't agree that this is where we're close, like, but we're nowhere close. He says, I think set 8.5 specifically in his mind was the pinnacle and that's fascinating because that might be the first time i've heard that besides myself Bryce, you told me I, I tell you all the time right 8.5 worlds was really good for the patch balance you didn't you were disengaged so you wouldn't know I, also yeah knows? i'm so
2: sad i i missed this patch that like y- you and someone else i really respect in their
1: opinion about tft yeah. both
2: thought was the best patch i'm so fucking sad i was so
1: surprised <laughs> the second person on the planet has finally said it and as far as, far as i know so you already know where I stand. I don't have to say it much. Let's go ahead and head over to Rain and know So with Nostr here, the balance in eight point
3: five. I have no clue because every every worlds rolls around. I usually don't play TFT. Like that's when I usually take my break. I okay, usually stop okay. playing. So I really do not know much about balance during the patch because I usually just like fuck off and go play something else, and then I just watch worlds. So I,
1: I feel like I don't really have an opinion here. Okay, so you watch Worlds. Can you give a very uneducated, just, like, slight agree or disagree based off your your first impression of it? Maybe an uneducated
3: agree, very hesitantly agree, just based on watching, not really any
1: anecdotal... Yeah, just just your impression of it. It looks like like there was a fairly good balance. Okay, cool. Rain, what do you think?
0: A professor's listening that my time watching competitive is a lot shorter than like everyone else this year so for example like i didn't even start watching until end of set six i think like literally set six regionals which i think is really funny because
1: that's considered (laughs) to be modern tft like balance got a huge change when augments entered into the mix and so it feels like pre-augment tft was almost a different era so Mm -hmm. i i do think that's fair if you have if you watched in set six i think you have a good opinion on it you have an educated opinion on it
0: then yeah i think i agree because i'm just trying to think of the other other metas during worlds and obviously i wasn't like necessarily as good as playing set six but like i think set six by five was like it was civil lottery set seven there were some i mean i remember it very well but there were some comps that were definitely like guardians heads and shoulders above everything else at set nine I'm having a little bit of a hard time, the but the I think it was the, the Masia lottery, uh, basically.
1: Earth TF people, would yeah, it was
0: Legends. the Masia, the lottery. I don't even think TF was even that dominant during the no, World but you played multicasters think, a lot. No, no, but like I feel like that thing, like I think, yeah, it didn't they well. like nerfed the bit? It did, like shoot hard. It, it, it did, but worlds. people
1: still play. Did that, like yeah, actually, yeah. specifically, one China player still played TF every mm. game, but it was Earth.
0: It was mm. it was, mm. Which yeah, but like if if there's eight Earth per lobby, Earth averages four point five you're right good for thought it's true so yeah compared to the other worlds i think the other worlds have been like somewhat misses if anything every oh. single world has had like uh, i think the other worlds like set six seven and nine worlds like there have been like slight misses on something that just like last second pops up and like starts to dominate so yeah i think set eight worlds was the pinnacle of world's bounce
1: and north america won it just putting it out there okay bryce
2: I, I really didn't I, I don't have an opinion on this I didn't I just didn't watch it I'm sad <laughs> I'm sad I'm sad that I didn't I'm really sad that I didn't it was like I, I, I watched I watched the very end because re-replay and Setsuko were popping off and I really wanted to see
1: NA win so I wanted to root for us but like I had no fucking idea what's going on <laughs> while watching this All right. All right. <laughs> I like that Rain walked it down uh, and I I'm a very much agree Set five, so Rain Ray talked about set six to nine. Set five was colored through, well, Cled Milk, uh, one-tricking, Hard Force one-tricking, and almost pulling it off, and no one else really could, so that was the impressive part about it, and it was also the closest at the time that North America had gotten to it. And then 4.5, as many may know, was basically like two costs that were extremely dominant, or specifically, it was like Olaf and Slayers and then you would basically play that or you would go into Keepers, I believe, or was it Executioner, KO, one or the other. And, and set 4.5 is not considered to be very good in that sense. It was fun. I think 4.5 was actually still fun. I mean, I think they also just felt like it was a little bit too slanted. And then 3.5, my memory kind of fades. Actually, I did, that's, that's the words I didn't watch, actually, because Double61 ended up winning that one. I can't comment on that. So I think 8.5 is the best. I love it. Chats at 50-50, by the way. So yeah, I like they were split in the middle. No one actually did. And now, the last degree that we have kind of transitions us back into what we're here to do, which is talk about hard steel Cup. We're not actually here to just talk about the state of TFT in general. But this one was not my doing. This one's actually offered up by Bryce. So, Replay has won the steel Cup. And if you guys saw what happened on a stream earlier, he came onto uh, my regular stream to talk a little bit about where he belongs. In the conversation for North America in terms of top players. So the final agree is re-replay belongs in the same tier as Setsuko, Disope, and Wasion. And when we specifically talk about this tier, we're talking about the elite of the elite, the creme de la creme, the very top of the top of North America. Because right now it's in many people's eyes a three-horse race. And re-replay is saying for a long time that he belongs in there. So, let's start off with the the others, and then we can go into to Bryce, because Bryce wants to go last, and he he actually has a, a lot to say about it. So, let's start with Rainplosion. What do you think? After re performance at Heart Steel Cup, his, his consistency over the past year, and winning the World Championship, does he belong in that same tier?
0: Oh, no. Past controversy. Um... Damn, this one's hard. Uh... I mean, the main problem, like, I think everyone has always had with putting him in the same tier as Setsuko Dish of Invasion is that it's really hard to watch his excellence because his solo queue games are troll as fuck. <laughs> and even when he's talking about the game, and even when he's talking about the game, I'm pretty sure this guy's trolling half the time. And like I can't tell if he's being an idiot or like being just like just, just trolling, and I'm pretty sure he's trolling. But like like you know, it's only like 90% sure, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like like what if he's actually serious? Um... I, I don't know. I I don't think I can, just cause because like I don't I don't like like I I think it's fine if you put him forth, uh, but like uh... I don't know. It's just hard for me to put him in the same tier as Sets- uh, Setsuko, Dishope, and Weijin, because with those players, you can literally, like, watch their excellence, and with Ruby play, it's like, I don't know. Half the time, this guy acts like an idiot, and, like, I, I think he's <laughs> I-, I think he's just putting on an act, but, uh, who knows?
1: You think? Okay. No, I just uh, I- I bother hand. So, and Rain- I- and I think, that, I think is, like, I think a disagree, but, like, a slight one? You're, like, kind of a...
0: Okay, I was saying if we had more tournaments and, and we actually I actually had more chances to study this guy like I I mean I don't know I'm down to agree like I think his Hearthstone cup he played phenomenally from the three games that I I have personally watched viewed. but like okay I, I don't know I, I don't get the opportunity to watch it like to 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 review this guy much because like I don't think it's worth watching his 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 stream of odds.
1: Interesting, you're not the first person to say that, by the way. It's actually been a common sentiment across Noster. You're up next. Um. Uh, hmm. Okay, so so he said something when he was
3: on here last week, I believe, that he said, "If you're not going to believe in yourself, then who is?" When he ranked himself number one, mm-hmm. and I kind of agree with that in the sense that I think a lot of the time these these rankings are are a little bit you can not say it. overdone, but I think that. When it comes to ranking players, I think that it's just so much how much does somebody bring in that specific tournament or at that specific time. That is so kind of hard to to quantify that I think people like Setsuko and Dishope have consistently showed up with. And I think to put somebody that's won Worlds and has won, I think, two other tournaments besides that, I think that you, you have to... You, if somebody has won Worlds, I think you have to put them in this group I, I think to not put them in this group is too disrespectful so you agree on principle you agree on principle. I, I agree on principle
1: yes okay by the way before Bryce starts I like what Kia said he said disagree replay is better than these frauds <laughs> this man won world <laughs> holy <laughs> okay, dear, I, I, I,
3: really, that might be true I mean winning worlds does is is the is the
1: pinnacle it is the okay, pinnacle. D- it's something d- that d- none of these people have done yet. It, and I'm going to go real quick because Bryce wants to kind of go as well. I think right this very second, yes. But this can easily change to a no in a week after when regionals happens. He basically has the opportunity. I think the doors open. The chat actually is a 53-47 split. People are ready to be convinced, man. People are ready to be convinced. I think you've been given the moment. You've also talked yourself up so big. I'm ready to put you there, but you gotta do something good here, right here, right now. Especially if you're if you're not bluffing. Replay also is on the stream saying he's probably gonna take set eleven off. If you're not if you're not bluffing about that, then this is your last chance. And then after that, you if if you if you if you if you could have egg on your face in the moment. I don't know if that door will open up again for a while because yeah, you had you know two really hot streaks, but these guys are consistently at the top three and it almost feels like it's ironclad so you have a very brief moment a ray of light is shining down what are you gonna do about it we'll find out in seven days uh i'm a slight agree bryce the stage is set for you okay so backstory
2: is important because i'm this is going to be the longest i've ever talked on the show i'm apologizing (laughs) in advance i've talked for long times no, no sir sit back relax buddy pour yourself a drink this is the only thing I've ever prepped in the history of the show. I've always done everything <laughs> off the cuff 100%, unless you're counting, like, my fantasy value thing. For legendary incoming. It is. It's legendary. I have to tee it up as such. Like, I did a lot of research on this this afternoon, and I wanted to make sure I fully saw the board. Nope. So... The reason why is because not once now but twice Re- replay has brought this conversation kind of to us, me directly. Like there was one time he came in my Discord DMs. He was very upset with me for the way in which I was talking about his play. He felt like he clearly belonged in the top three, and he couldn't see how I couldn't see that. And then we had a similar conversation on stream after his heart steal win. A couple, how many days ago was this? Like a couple days ago. days ago, right? Two days ago. So. Part of the problem is that when replay became good, it was also when I wasn't watching TFT. His best TFT, it sounds like, was 8.5, and and I didn't get to watch it. So, I and like Rain said, I really was excited to study this guy, and I watched his ladder games, and I was really not excited to study this guy anymore because his ladder play is not very good. And I had heard all this great thing about his play, but I wasn't seeing it in, in his games that I was watching on ladder. And so it was hard for me to evaluate him. But just on what it felt like his ceiling was in tournaments where I got him to watch some of his play and, like, Dan's glowing recommendation, I always took him pretty seriously, ranked him pretty highly, drafted him on fantasy teams, I thought he was good. So, he feels like he belongs there. I want to give him a fair shot at that. So, in order to do that, I did two things. One, I watched all 16 of his games at Hard Seal Cup. I watched all or all twelve. What is thirteen games? Thirteen games, 13 right? 12, games. Six, six, plus six, and then and then seven. So I watched all of his hard of his hard seal games for days three and four because I wanted to really watch his play. And I and I did a deep dive on all of the data that would be pertinent to this question. So let's answer the question: Does re replay belong in tier one? So Dan, can we pull up the ladder stats first? Okay,
1: I didn't put up set ten, but I have all. I have four because five doesn't fit. Okay, Okay, that's fair, that's fine.
2: It's honestly, it's a really similar, it's a really similar graph. It's gonna be too small on screen, I think, this way, but I can give you the gist of what this looks like, okay? I'll zoom it up, here we go. Zoom it up, by all means. So the graphs tend to look pretty similar. This is Darth Noob's ladder data over the course of the entire set of the sets that are relevant. So Replay has started playing since set eight. So this is the data graphed out, set eight, 8.5, nine, 9.5, I also gave Dan 10. Thank you to Darth Nuke for the data. I really appreciate it. It's insane that he keeps this. He has it for like hundreds of people, by the way. He has like such insane data. So this is what their LP journey is plotted out over the course of the set. And you will see very clearly that... There are two people who are tier one, one person who is tier two, and one person who is tier three. Tier one is just open in Setsuko, they are just preposterously consistent. Obviously, this kind of ebbs and flows, it goes back and forth, but the light blue and the orange line are on top for the majority of these things, outside of decay and you know random blips. Okay, Weijin is very clearly the next line down. He's the green line that kind of flows through the middle. Sometimes he's higher. A lot of times he's kind of in between. And replay is by far the weakest ladder player by far. I think that is because he doesn't take ladder seriously. But I do have to, I do have to pay attention to it. It is relevant data because it's the highest volume by far, right? So I, I think it is at least relevant to the conversation about whether or not he belongs in tier. Even though I personally value tournament data more. So now, let's go to his
1: tournament data. Okay, tournament data right here. Thanks to protft.com. Thanks to protft.com. Okay, so there's a couple different ways we can
2: look at tournament data. Okay, the first way we can look at tournament data is by the actual aggregate statistics. Personally, I believe this is a better way to look at the data because there's... A lot of like arbitrary cutoffs that happen in TFT where you like get tie broke in or out. And a a lot of ways in which like the way, you know, finishing top eight is great, but did you barely get in top eight? Or were you like really high? How would your, it's hard to calculate like your overall points. Like you have a pop off day, you score 45 points. Just advancing in tournaments doesn't fully tell that story. Like, it's relevant if you're capable of, if your top end is really high. So I think that these, the aggregate data is the best way to look at it. I think that the stats they give us here are the best stats that we would care about. Average position, overall performance in the game. Top one percentage, winning games is a really important strategy, closing. And then top four, how consistent are you? And in every single one of these categories, re-replay is the weakest of the four players. Now, his stats are really good. A 3.9 over this period of time, so that's 8, 9, and 10, is a really good stats. But he is very clearly below Setsuko, Weijin, and Dissoap. Now, part of this is an arbitrary line drawing exercise. Just because he's below them doesn't mean in this in this area, doesn't mean he's not tier one. Maybe it's four people in tier one, not three, right? So I think that's part of the data, and I think he's weaker in this area. I also have to note That his data is skewed favorably because he is the only player on this list to have played in weekend one where the lobbies are much weaker, much weaker. Now, ironically, his stats actually improve when you take out his weekend games slightly. He actually does not pop off in these opening weekend games. I don't consider that a, a mark in his favor. I consider that a mark against him. You should have better better data. The next on this list is Kane Drew in terms of AVP, and the reason why his AVP is really good is because he plays a lot of games against weaker people. So maybe Replays is not taking it seriously. <laughs> but like, catching strays again. Leave the van alone. <laughs> I, I'm not trying. To, I'm oh, just damn saying man, he's already dead. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying it's 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 relevant, right? Like he doesn't get to just decide what when he when he cares and only want to be evaluated based on when he cares. Like he should be playing better against opening weekend players. And he's the only player on this list to have busted day one or day two. And he busted day one. And that is a big mark against you. I don't know what to say. Like that is n- dish soap. Weijin and Setsuko would never. They they would never day one a tournament. There is no fucking way if you made them play day one. They're day one. If they're playing at all seriously. Even if they're not playing seriously. They're not going to. So I think that's a mark against them. Okay. So now let's let's talk about the fi- the wins and final lobbies. Setsuko has the most wins. Weijin Replay are the others with wins. One of his wins is Worlds. That's a really fucking big deal. Winning Worlds is a really, really big deal. He gets a ton of value for that, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. But, but it's just one tournament in a game of really high variance. So there's only so far I can value that. Chris Moneymaker won the Worlds Series of Poker. No one who knows anything about poker thinks that Chris Moneymaker is good at poker. I don't think that's what happened in Replay. I don't think Replay got lucky. I believe that it was skill expressive and I believe that Replay popped off that set. I am saying, though, that one tournament, it's hard for me to overvalue when someone who just barely missed at NA regionals could have easily gone and done really well. Like, there's a lot of variables there. So I give him, it's the most valuable tournament win, but it doesn't mean that I automatically put him in tier 1A. There were people who have come close to winning worlds that were not that good. And then he likes talking about final lobbies a lot. Since it goes the most, he's clearly the second most. Weijin and dish Soap are gapped. I think when you add top 16, this stat does not look nearly as favorable to him. I think it's kind of an arbitrary cutoff, like 8 versus 16. Yeah, it's final lobby, but like, is finishing 8th that much better than finishing ninth? Not really. And so, I think, you know, Wajin and Dish Soap have had a lot more top 16s and haven't gone to final lobby, so he gets points for this. And then the weekend one play you see at the bottom. So, for me, in this area, Dish Soap seems the weakest because... Dish Soap has no tournament wins. That does say something. I do think there's RNG there, but that definitely says something. And he's also the fewest final lobbies as well, which also says something. It does matter, the 16 to 18 gap. So I think in this area, it's pretty clear that replay does belong in in that same tier. I don't I don't know how based on like looking at wins final lobby performance, looking at games this way, you could say he doesn't belong there. And, and I also think that there's a fairly significant gap if you add top 16s and final lobbies versus anyone else, which would also suggest tier one, this is
1: the four okay okay uh okay, so,
2: so uh so Bryce, wait, agree I, or disagree <laughs> no i'm not done i'm not done i apologize everybody
1: oh, but, oh, oh but, sorry sorry so no no you're not uh, we, so we need just, intermission yeah. that's just the stats so oh now now the eye so okay? now
2: oh, the eye so now the eye test okay i watched all, all of his games okay, okay, okay? Yeah. this was not a lucky win he played the best tft at hard steel cup he had huge edge over the field. His stage two play was better than, than a ton of people. He preserved HP way better than people. And he was by far the best eighty flex player. I think Setsuko was probably the next best. And I think it's probably not by far in Setsuko. I think they're probably pretty close. But I think that there's a huge gap after them in, t- in terms of how well they play that line. He bought way more units on his roll down than, than most players. And he got way more stable in stage four than other players did playing the same way. So it was a completely deserved win. In some ways, it was ridiculously impl- impressive TFT but he also made more mistakes over the course of those 13 games than you will see a player of the tier one make you don't i'm talking about mistakes that twitch chat's gonna point out right i'm talking about mistakes that are like oh he got this unit trapped or zed had to walk all the you know sunfires and narnia or zed had to walk all the way around a fight to get into it off of kind of obvious positioning stuff um so i he had a couple of games he had a ko game that was a disaster he had a tf game that was a disaster he really only looked good on ad flex but he looked really good on ad flex even while making these mistakes he was so far ahead of people in terms of how he approached it what items he was slamming how he played in the line, the different combinations of the boards that he would play was really good so that's my eye test. I didn't get to watch him play a ton of TFT before. I've watched his play, stream play badly. It, it, you know, his stream play is not very good. I've watched this, and his highs were insanely high. He also had some low lows. So, where I wind up on this question to decide whether or not I agree or I disagree yeah. is I agree with I agree with Dan that it is a, that this week it's make or break for me right now. He is barely out of the same tier as them. I think the stats gap and the consistency gap over the course of these tournaments, I I penalize him for the weekend one stuff, but I think that his skill ceiling as a player when he is locked in is as high as Setsuko's and higher than Wajins or Dish Soaps right now. And so for me, if he has a good regionals, especially after like teaching the whole fucking server how to play ED flex properly, like everyone watched these games or should have, then if he finds edge enough to do it at regionals, I don't know how you could possibly leave him out, even if he's slightly worse on the overall statistics. Because I don't think he's giving you your his A game as often as these guys are, but I think that his A game stands up to there's no questions asked.
1: <laughs> okay, that's it.
2: Sorry, that was wrong. I, I, I wanted to have a thorough answer, and I couldn't think of another way
1: to do it, so here we are. All right. I all apologize, right. everybody. Uh-huh. I appreciate something yapping. Yeah, that was legendary tier. Okay, now do out? we agree with Bryce? All right, let's just cut it there. Let's just cut it there. No, we can't, we can't keep going on this. First of all, thank you, Bryce. I think we did a really thorough investigation. And I also appreciate, yeah, you guys can call it yapping, but Bryce puts in the research. A lot of people who yap, they're doing things off a of very surface level or even completely uninformed commentary on it. So Bryce, I think that was really good. Also, I do think that it's interesting that Bryce and I fall basically like within that same range, but I think I'm slightly in as opposed to slightly out. But I think it's like a 51-yard mark in a football field level thing. It's like it's it's like it's like inch, it's like fourth in inches to me right now. Totally. Good. And, I, and I want to see him convert. I would love more players at the elite territory. I think NA is better with a bigger elite tier. I'm not trying to gatekeep. I want to. I want more reasons to do that. I want Rain to reclaim her set seven form when she was a world's contender. Mm-hmm. I would love Noser to to put on the largest final lobby streak we've had in any history. He's right now at two. If he gets there three or yeah. four times, he's up there with Sasuku. I would love to see that consistency.
3: Yeah, okay. I thought I thought I was like, wait a second, is it only is it only three? I thought I feel like I feel like somebody surely has done like three. No, four I think it's three
1: right now. And I, th- oh, I really get I uh, set I mean, But I have to, to go time, in, and fact check. Socks might have that as well but i have to go into that check either way yeah. i would love to do that and that's partially why we did disagree because with that being said let's talk about some hard steel cup and how people's uh experiences with we did this in a really different order than usual hope you guys enjoy that re in chat by the way having a good time also i'm really sorry Kendra. i don't know how but like no matter what happens your name gets brought up and it somehow <laughs> seems like you're excluded or dunked on i don't know how but Maybe we can edit in some some nice. Yeah. Thing. Maybe Enway can do like a nice little thing for you in, in the post op, In the post edit. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about first of all day three for our steel Cup. So Noster, you came in. Can you just give a little bit of background of what gave you the the edge in terms of like, well, what gave you the the lead to get that edge? Like, what first tipped you off about Seraphine and all the Spellweaver stuff? Like, how did you know that that was going to be so much better than everything else?
3: Okay, okay. I don't actually think going into the tournament that I thought Seraphine was good. And if you watched the, that day back, I, I really didn't have that much practice. I just knew that I that Heartsteel was not good. And what I mean by that is if there are like five people playing Heartsteel, right. I'd rather play some reroll comp that I could consistently go top five worst case scenario than go gamble a, a, like a...
1: Like a four point two average heart steal, um, right? In my eyes, but like a sixty yeah, percent top I rate, yeah, but like a high percent chance for going eighth, right? Yeah, got it. Okay, understood. Understood. Rain, what was your general approach to this tournament as well? Because you got top eight on day day three and day four.
0: So I fucked up on my prep for the tourney. Um, I thought the patch was going to be a bigger patch, so I took the previous patch kind of off. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, the day the patch launched, I looked at the patch notes, I studied them, I started locking in. I was like, wait, nothing changed. And then so I was like, so so I didn't even know Kale was a comp until two days before the tourney. And I, I played one Kale game, and I was like, okay, bet, I playing Kale every game. Unfortunately, I didn't get to play, to play Kale every game, and I actually forgot everything that happened this weekend because, like, I was on four hours of sleep, so it's kind of hard to remember things. All I remember is that I stayed away from playing Pentakill, even though, like, like, even though there were a lot of people in my ear telling me that Pentakill was secretly broken. And I played a lot of, I think I played mainly 80 flex and 2 cost AP rule. I think were the two lines I played the most. Okay, okay. And then I forgot all about day one because I was on for this of sleep. And you had a
1: lot of success. And we'll, we'll. I got a little bit of testimonials as well as the usual stuff that we like to do. But I do want to show the standings. One thing about the top 16, and Bryce and I usually like to kind of talk about people's performances here as a Gap. The thing that we have to shout out is that Kuram laid a top mm-hmm. 16, which is great. And, you know, it's, it's something that we expected them. Top 16 is actually exactly where Kuram always like contending and trying to push for final lobby or more but he missed regionals he needed to actually go beyond that he needed to get top four or like something incredible happened where like a series of events where he could get in with just maybe like a fifth or something but will not be joining us for the first time and that uh that's a streak that is that that was one of the last few that's standing mm-hmm. almost everyone has missed the regionals or at least not has been there kerms they been there since the very beginning bryce
2: incredibly impressive a, a lot of people kind of overlook kurum sometimes but the level of consistency he has brought to tft has been you know close to unrivaled i don't think he played his best tft this set but i think he'll be back so yeah. I, I maybe he, you know breaks are good sometimes this, that's a lot of not taking regionals off it's a lot of extra work
1: to sweat for regionals he's already restless he dm'd me he's like i want to join the regionals call i want yes. to show up and cast and i'm just yes. like all right well we, it's unfortunate because we kind of booked a little bit but We'll see if we can work them in more on that in a little bit. Also, not shown here, but we're gonna talk a little bit about it in a little bit. T Lides barely outside that top 16, need to get just a little bit higher for his qualifier points. T Lides won't be joining us at regionals. Do you want to give a shout-out to Protect School and the Farmer? With some of their best results yet, and well, as well as Ramkev. Ramkev dishobkyx robo van kenobi and wajin it's funny that they're all you know blocked around here i called this tier the reminders because reminders that all these players are accomplished strong but punctuated by Ramkev's strong performance in a top 10 i think is outstanding i would love to see more ramkev especially because he specifically went out of his way to not play hard steel kind of like no and rain all weekend long so well done but in a, in a different Wait, way like he did he did it like RamKev does it. He didn't play the like clearly on meta stuff that they played. He did it like playing a whole bunch of other random stuff. Yes, yes. One of the most impressive games RamKev was he played a punk re-roll, but the way he played it was so weird. It wasn't like Jinx at all. He actually went twitch punk and then like it was like a pivot, and then found a way to like really make it work. It was super doomer we watching it. It was it was one of the one of the one of the cooler games. Arain, you were saying something before we uh, before we cut you off.
0: Oh, I mean, I'm kind getting the impression that like. I avoided heart Steel. i think i played like at least a third of my games were like heart games. games was just thought like if i ah, don't have the heart okay, if okay. i don't grab an ad opener i will like i don't think i'll be playing as much now since the heart nerfs at least back in the heart cup i was happy to play hard steel mm-hmm okay
1: that was good that was good
0: well here's the final lobby
1: recap in case you haven't heard re-replay one with this pretty significant gap three points over everybody else with no and, bonus And points. no bonus. That's that's, yeah. the, that's the punctuation. Mark. No bonus points. Robin got second, and that's a great result, but Robin, by his own admission, was high-rolling all weekend and got second with bonus points. Billy, great job by Billy. First top podium finish, 41 points, and then Noster, of course, and everyone had those bonus points that really helped them. Egon, also a really impressive performance with 40. First best result that he's had since set four. The last top eight he had was back in... The regionals in set four, so really, really impressive by him. Lemon VIP was the only person I reached out to that didn't respond to me, so I don't know much. Is any? Is anybody here familiar with Lemon VIP? No, so you're grinning. No, I'm not at all. Uh, okay, just memeing in chat. Uh,
3: he's he's grinning. Wide. Well, I definitely. know. I, would say, I was saying. So, so can I just say? Can I just yes. say, Robin? Me and Robin might have a problem in the future. Like, I, I we might have a problem. This guy sold his whole board cleared <laughs> everything out for fun mode active just clearing the way for this billy guy to get first place like I, listen man listen, I, I i respect it but at the same time the guy owes me like he owe, if i ever meet
1: him he owes me like a like a like a meal or something at i minimum agree. minimum meal and and yeah. and, the, and the drinks dessert. Uh, all, all you so can for, drink. for people who don't know, the very last game, you can see Billy Kin got first place eight points and Robin got second in this moment specifically where there's a little bit of controversy because Robin had a souped up level 10 jazz board and Billy had last stand that jazz baby scaling Bard and MF. And Robin sold his entire board to Chase allowy 3 and got a second because he missed. I think he had eight allowies and unfortunately, he lost in that situation. And he was going for, like, a, a big highlight moment. However, him going, there's there's speculation about whether or not, one, Robin is allowed to do that, right? Like, is that influencing competitive integrity? Two, if he had not sold his board, he probably could have beat Billy's board as well. But even though he had last stand, and it's, it's sort of ambiguous, right? It's one of those things they have to kind of use your TFT knowledge, but... He should, right. he, theoretically, he has one of the strongest boards in the game possible, so Robin should be able to win. If he won, he, Noster would get a higher placement and more prize money, That's what is referencing. And two, and this is where we're going to bring up the testimonials, that actually would have, I think, stopped a player from going to regionals, and T-Lides would have gotten in instead, because of the way the standing shook out. Oh. So Robin doing that, and going second in that game, effectively cost T-Lides Regionals, oh, and we sucks. we actually had response from T. Light. I, I messaged him uh, early this week. I asked him for some thoughts. I said, hey, you don't have to respond if you want, but he was gracious enough to do so. T. Light said, "To be honest, hard steel was hard. I lost top sixteen by one point, which be- would have guaranteed me regionals, which is already a, a kicker in the nuts. I know in each game I could have probably played a plus one placement on the micro thing. So ultimately, it is my fault. Then watching and seeing, I might have a chance if Robin wins." And watching the game chance get thrown by going for a lowy 3 was very discouraging. Who knows if Robin would have even won once he procked last stand, though. I think he's being very fair in that. Ultimately, I don't blame Robin. He had no idea. I just blame myself. So you heard it from T-Lides. And you heard it from a lot of people with rational minds. It's, it's not like Robin's like, you know what I should do right now? I should stop T-Lides from going to read. There's nothing yeah. like that whatsoever. And a very unfortunate set of circumstances. But that unfortunately did cost T-Lides his regional spot, price. Yeah, that's
2: a huge bummer huge bummer i'm sad we won't have tea lights at regionals i'm sad this is how it happened it, it yeah no, i mean i don't blame robin yeah honestly
3: yeah i mean i like I, i'm just joking around like i
0: mean yeah,
1: yeah yeah of course of course i mean I'm he's on. like i'll be serious
0: on behalf of him robin buy this guy like a like a uber yeah, also or something. wait also i'd like to like just ch- chime in on that i i mean i guess you can't over certain but i'm almost like certain that the fight is not close with last stand and billy wins every time okay
1: Fair enough, so you want to put the it's, vote in the other camp, which is like, it didn't matter. No, Robin it's, should it's have, five. Five. that it's was actually Robin's best play.
0: Well, the last time, the last time, yeah, the last time Robin fought Billy was three turns ago. Robin hasn't made any upgrades to his board because he's literally two-starred all his legendaries. Billy has since then hit Lucian 3, Lucian 2 from Lucian 1, gotten three more stacks of that jazz, and gotten a full combat prismatic. I yeah. don't think it's
1: close. Okay, all right. We got some other testimonials, by the way, from uh, the champ himself, Re Replay. I asked him, What are your thoughts on deal. He said, Believe in yourself, Pago. <laughs> That's all he said. Agreed. Agreed. Which in Spanish would translate to Believe in yourself, Moshers, because apparently "mosher" in Spanish is Pago. I messaged Robin. Robin said, I was feeling a bit unconfident going into the tournament, but I'm glad everything clicked and I was able to perform. I'm pretty sure he asked ChatGBT to write a response for him. <laughs> but right. um I mean it was actually interesting because I wasn't sure if Robin was unconfident because his LP was kind of low relative to where he is he was like at 1100 which is like 400-500 short of where he usually lives but piece it all together and he did say he high rolled he, he didn't actually mention it in this comment but he did Satsuko didn't respond officially but he did say one comment in one of the chats that I thought was really interesting Satsuko said I don't know how to play anything besides level 8 sad face Which I thought was interesting because Setsuko is feeling like he wasn't even in that good form and then he was asking a bunch of questions like if if, 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 he did something wrong in the last game where he went like 8th the hard steal like raised the stakes cash out so we'll see. We'll see. I think Setsuko is the most dissatisfied with his performance. I think he feels like there was a lot more left on the table. Not entirely sure. Egon said BT diff. I said lol okay is that all. And he said, "Aegon, concerned. Yeah, your additional context, okay, is I love building it on Kate. <laughs> SMH. Some people are not believers.
0: Me, me. I'm pretty sure he's talking about me. I'm the non-believer. Okay, <laughs> so, so okay, can you give so a little context, a for like, What's going on? I would on like here. to take the point to Ram. Okay, I've to reviewed Aegon. I've review reviewed Aegon because because I I I've actually prepped a lot for this tournament. I've to reviewed fucking everyone, like." I was fucking studying the shit out of every, and like I'm wanting Aegon because he's forcing Riven every game, and so like I'm not that's not gonna be my strategy. I don't want to force Riven every game, but but like like you know. I wanna see what he's doing on the line. Maybe he's got some edge that, like, you know, he, he's doing wrong. And his edge is BT Kalen. BT Kalen. His edge <laughs> is BT Kalen. Okay, so I need to make this clear. He he has a choice. He has he's he's picked this final and he has a choice of two items. He can either, he's playing Riven, okay? He has no magic damage on his team. He can either make adaptive helm plus Runan's for uh, for three item Kalen. And then and then he can adaptive helm his, I think it was his Mord, which is carrying his even shroud, you know, protect your even shroud, and make Runan's Kalen. Which I think is Caitlyn's best item, by the way. <laughs> or, or you can make BT Caitlyn and Shiv Garen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't like the BT Caitlyn. Shiv Garen. I I I I'm I, I don't know being with Shiv Mordekaiser or something. I I forget. <laughs> uh whatever okay <laughs> okay so wait, was it correct though when you watched out the line oh. did you think to yourself wow this Aegon guy is cooking He was correct because he got his caitlin uh, a every single time so he lived <laughs> <laughs> i think there's a little bit you can do about the positioning to not get your caitlin a every single time
1: interesting interesting hmm oh uh, mo- mo- most curious most curious uh, like, yeah, by he, the way yes,
0: he was correct it was caitlin you... it was bt there but like
1: it, it was it was exactly? a bt diff and then the second thing is you're not the only person who has vod reviewed Aegon and have had some uh, choice words about some okay. of the decisions and choices that he made i enjoyed uh, that one replay Ray. watched one game of Aegon, and then swapped the offset i can't watch anymore <laughs> yep. we also have a word from our rising star billy billy kind of a lab member associate is that right rain hmm okay uh, Billy.
0: Go the lab server, so you know he's here now
1: he's, um, he's all right he well i actually interviewed mm-hmm. billy after the tournament by the way and i got to has with him very lovely guy he's like a vietnamese like na resident but like he, you know he's, he's playing in na but kind of interface with the vietnamese community and that's huge you know it's cool because the vietnamese community is really great and if i ever need a bridge to it because he watches a lot of the vietnamese streamers for example that could be one of our gateways billy said oh. my performance was a 7 out of 10 but I was lucky enough to make it to the region to make it to regionals. The best moment for me was definitely the seventh game where I ended up getting a first out of crab rave. Unexpected and emotional moments for me. Billy's, Billy seemed like a, like a sweet enough guy. So that was a very cool moment. And we wish Billy the best of luck going to regionals. And it's funny because I think a lot of people are underestimating him, but he did outperform a lot of the people that were on our power rankings. And Bryce, it is time to face. The music, the music because in our power rankings this is one of our lowest scores ever seven out of 15 verdicts we did not know the only people that were able to get to the top 16 were setsuko wajin dish soap our top three robin re-replay Kurum, and rain plosion our weakest performance so it turns out we were the frauds all along, the people who submitted the ballots. Yep, we were. I
2: agree. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no defense. No uh, well, Ray, oh because Rain submitted a ballot,
1: she was part of the voting of process. No.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep, yeah, unfortunately. But that's okay because we did have a couple people who performed a little bit better than the average. The best ballot award for this edition last last event was re-replay he actually had the best ballot for KDA Cup this time we have a two-way tie between Robin and Iniko although I'm going to give a tiebreaker to Iniko because Robin didn't even rank (laughs) re-replay
2: well Robin also ranked 14 players I think he should get the tiebreaker he ranked Kai Wang that is true he's not
1: eligible Robin he not only play. didn't follow the prompt because Kai Wang was not eligible to play in this cup because he was going to drop out, but he didn't rank re-replay. I don't know. I'm giving it to Iniko because okay, he ranked replay seventh. So I agree. I agree. He got there. Uh, but however, maybe that isn't the true best ballot because only one person got spot on with number one. re-replay got six of the 15 correct but he did bank on himself and that if you depends on how you value your your ballot system that could be the winner right there true all right we don't have that much time to go over this next portion we want to kind of we always have a tradition on the review show to ask the players to submit their own top 15 rankings rain we can actually bring up yours and very quickly this is your ballot. From um, the deal. Yeah, plans. I'd like
0: to be clear, this, this is my this is like ballot.
1: This is your ballot that clear. you independently my came ballad. up with on your own volition. Okay. <laughs> what would you personally <laughs> change about this ballot if if anything? Right now? You can you can change it now. Oh, so like going into regionals or what? Yeah. Or or just in general. Like it could, it could be your top fifteen.
0: Like socks, for example, uh, I imagine not on this anymore. I mean, <laughs> I think replay deserves a solid 4th for me. For sure. And you moved this sub down. Or do you move Malala out of the top 4? No, 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 no. You move, I think I would move Malala out of top 4. Interesting. I'd move Malala, like, I don't know, 6th, 7th. Replay. Okay, honestly, I'm down to give a replay a shot for, for for regionals. I'm down to believe it. I'm down to put, like... Fuck it. Satsuko, Weijin... Yeah. Weijin, Satsuko... Replay the show. I'm down. I'm down Vision, to Legion. Vision,
1: Setsuko, Re replay, and Disope. I and, that. Correctly. Yeah, like five, five through fifteen is like too hard, so we can only. Like, yeah, we can, can just do that some there. other time. All right, <laughs> sounds good. Can you talk a little bit about Beery Beery? I feel like uh, she's a player that people don't know about, and only two people power rank Beery Beery. Okay, uh, so me and I'd like
0: to be clear. The reason that she is above me in my power ranking has to do with the fact that it's my power ranking. <laughs> Can you elaborate a sure, little bit further? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure these, these lab fuckers like won a ladder. So I think the story, exact story here, is that these lab fuckers won a ladder and then discovered for like the first time in 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 like eight months, Fury was two help you higher than me. So, well, uh, they put her above me in the Power Rankings.
1: Ah, uh, a little rivalry. I see. I see. Hard yeah. to
0: argue with that, Rain.
1: <laughs> she was statistically <laughs>
2: outmatched.
0: LP was right, right. statistically
1: the worst player. So, for the audio only people, Weijin, said Re replayed Dish Soap, and then mm-hmm. Preston, like Spencer, Rain, Kyvex, Ripple, like all these people are kind of like in this mix of 515. Soju, dead last, which, but he still made the top 15. Noster, you're top 15. Let's go ahead and walk it through. Noster's top 15 starts at. Said Suko, then Wei C- Sion. Wei Sion. Noster <laughs> at third. Noster put himself top three. Malala, Den Dish Soap, Re Replay in sixth. Mm, he's going to see that. And Robin in seventh. Then we have Rainplosion at eight. Weird, AK Force perfect Account, AK part and Jesus. Goes by a lot of aliases. Soju in tenth. Robovan Kenobi in eleventh. Prestivant, Pocky Kai Wang. And Kiyun in 15th. So, no, sir, here's the first question Where is the first gap that you insert in this power rankings? As we always ask. So, I was actually thinking about this list, like not
3: even just the top people, just thinking about who I should be watching for regionals prep. And I was just thinking that this list is just rerollers. And I want to say, with the exception of Setsuko, who I think is in a in a great spot with this meta, because I think Hearthstone is going to be far less contested, and I think that that's what he's going to specialize in, if I had to take a guess. I actually say what the gap would be at like 11, 12 range, way down the list. I actually think that it's in a in a in, a, in a, such a re-roll heavy meta, I think it's actually up in the air.
1: Interesting. Um, so you think the number 1 through 12 are equally matched?
3: Is that your way of saying that you think it's higher RNG? I think that there's more, I think there's more, yeah. I think that I think that people that can play reroll contested and just have and find better reroll lines are going to succeed better. And you um, don't have to in the top 12, that's like one of his specialties. Uh I don't know if I
1: believe in Qn right now. I mean, I, I put him on the list cuz I do believe in him, but All right. You know I'm a, yeah, a key fan right now. I'm currently I'm a Qn simp. Uh, the reason that I put myself
3: third is because of replay, okay? It is only because
0: of replay. <laughs> oh, don't, when don't, hold,
1: on, said, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't blame somebody else for your no, ranking. No, 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 he's no, inspired no, 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 by him. I'm by. inspired by him. When ah. he spoke, and if you don't believe in yourself, you, you
3: don't stand a chance at all, that I took that to heart, and that is why I'm ranked. Yeah, but he put himself number one. He you're saying that one. you're a wild. I don't wild care. I don't three. care. <laughs> I'm still higher than him on my list. I don't care. Okay. And okay. You but then why say... not gap
1: after three? Because if you, if you believe in yourself, doesn't doesn't that where it stops? Oh, but I think there's a. I think that it's
3: anyone's opportunity. I think that's the mentality. Is that mm. I, I'm putting myself. I'm putting giving myself an equal opportunity. Okay. It's okay. just a flip of a coin, man. You, yeah. All you, you can do it. it just
2: like
1: anybody else.
2: It's worth knowing that replay will be the other... Non- if the, if I had to guess, if anyone else in that group non-rerolling, replay is up there. But I also don't think Dish Soap will reroll as often. I think he really likes playing around four costs. Like, the consistency of him... The consistency of that, in theory,
1: is appealing to him. Yeah, Malala's yeah. and scrims playing a lot of harsh deal, but we'll see. We'll see. Interesting. Real quick, so you, you said after 12. What about Pockygon and Kaiwang, then? Let's just talk about them very quickly
3: i don't know I, I don't know i think that i think that uh force the swerver counts uh robie are our real players so the big misses here could definitely be like soju p god and Pocky. i think are, are the potential big misses if they are like don't like focus in on whatever they want to play
1: okay okay they're the biggest x factors and then you, you really respect kai wang in particular he's not making a lot of people's top 15 list so i just think it's interesting I feel I feel like I'm starting uh the Kaiwing heart hype Heart I did it last episode so I'm interested in another person that also is uh, on it. I mean the guy just doesn't troll and my in my games I, I don't see him troll at all. I, I've <laughs> never <laughs> seen him troll. All right, all right um, fair enough. Okay um, so, um speaking of trolling. thank you so much No for Fred top 15 and you know what I like that confidence rolling into regionals. Speaking of trolling, we might have a new record for worst fantasy results of our show's history unlucky so if you think about it once more i win again setting another record <laughs> wow four out of five players who did not make it past day one and ripple tried barely going to game number six had to claw his way through before getting eliminated in the top 16 or top 32 rather re-replay not only won hard steel cup not only put himself first on the ballot arguably winning best ballot and not only arguably may have cracked the tier one of north america but he also won our fantasy draft with five players through bryce you take third place it was actually pretty convincing it's a good it's a good third i mean
2: yeah it was convincingly gap but my score is pretty good four out of five to the final day that's not bad
1: i just it's not bad they were they were really good this was a tough draft it was a tough draft and i would say that where i think you did very well was get a lot of value off of things like the one dollars i think that was good i'm i'm really mad at myself because i
2: got talked into socks on the podcast people were like hyping him and i was like ah i just want to if socks is good this tournament i really want to have him on my team he's a dad like i'd love to root for socks but I would have picked Rain in that spot. I'm pretty sure that would have gone better. That would have, that would have gone better for me if I had yeah. just
1: listened to my like pre-draft plan. And, and I mean, okay, well, first of all, no one could have dissipated. That Sox would have gone equivalent. I think he tied for last in the entire field. Yeah. And so I think that there's that. And two, uh, it's funny because I was considering multiple people for this last pick for degree. And not none no, neither of them made it out as well. So all players I was looking at did not. Yeah. Which means that there is something in the water. I'm not entirely sure what's going on, but I think I won too much previously. There has to be a curse. Because my draft is really not that bad. It's really not. These players are not like all like likely to, 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 to get D3. So it turns out that I've discovered I am cursed. Which means you are. if anybody wants me to draft their opponents. The next fantasy draft hit me up because I have a new found discovered power. If, you know, Rainplosion, you're like, hey, my look, my group's looking a little tough. You want to draft some of these people in my lobby? Oh.
0: You got, You, got, <laughs> you just
1: gotta let me know because you gotta gas up whoever you think you don't want to do well. Because apparently so my fantasy no, results cannot get worse. This is a historic
0: lobe. <laughs> I just need to come up with this list by, like, next Thursday rates. We can, uh... uh yeah, right, next Thursday. Next Thursday's Thursday, Thursday episode. We don't actually have the graphic up, but do we have
1: it confirmed, Bryce? We have it confirmed. Okay, we that's did. right. We don't have it because we're at the end of the episode. The next episode is going to be February 22nd because, as you can see, we're on our way to the Regional Finals. I wish I had time to do it. I didn't have it today, actually. But our episode for Regional Finals will be K3 Soju and Kiyun as our special guests that preview the re- Remix Rumble Regional Finals. Uh, that's right, it's kind of a tradition. Soju, once more, wants to clear Bryce in the fantasy draft. The first time ever in set he nine, did. Soju beat Bryce in fantasy. He's on a winning
2: streak. He's on a winning streak. He's, on a only, winning streak. he's, he's only a one-round streak, so
1: <laughs> no it's action a time Counts for but... shifting gears. Yeah, I, 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 I'm giving him one, spot him one. All right, so Soji wants revenge, and we're going to have Kiyun on. It's great because we don't really have Kiyun on very often. That's going to be next Thursday before regionals. Speaking of regionals, Bryce and I, for our unofficial but, like, kind of official co-stream, we're going to have Inigo fly up from California to be joining us live right behind me on the couches. And Broccoli is going to come down from Canada. And come visit. So we're going to have them too as our special IRL guests. Iniko's going to be here all weekend. Uh, Bryce is going to try to be here all weekend. I believe he is. Unless something goes horribly wrong,
2: I actually have full coverage. It would be the first awesome. full TFT tournament I've watched in a
1: long time. So all right. fingers crossed. And then Rockley is going to join us for Saturday and Sunday. And we might have some special guests on call if we're able to weed them in. It's going to be full ice production. It's actually exciting. I've had my producer come multiple times. We're really trying to make everything feel a lot better. It's not going to be like this magical thing. It's just going to be ultimately the same product, but just a little better, which uh, is ultimately the goal. All right. And just like that, we are at the end of yet another fantastic episode. Wow. All right. So let's go ahead and get some final thoughts to wrap up this bad boy. no stereo, why don't you start us off?
3: I'm, I'm looking forward to the, the next weekend. I'm just going to try and have fun. I think, I think that if I have fun, I'll do well. I... I think the only mistake I can make is is like trying too hard and yeah that's about it. Oh, and also I will contest you. I'm <laughs> calling a line at two one and I will contest you. I do not care.
1: <laughs> this guy plays Survivor on and off the island. Oh man, all right. He's declaring. Man, some people some people type it in two one or even yeah. stage one. sir is typing it even before the first game starts this is why he came on the show he wanted this platform <laughs> for this moment i like it, i like it all right rain
0: i got the tech for next week i'm playing garen 2020 don't get Oh please <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> nice, uh nice.
1: yeah all right range is trying to throw me off from drafting her it won't work you're on my radar <laughs> all right bryce this is a really fun show. Thanks for bearing with the insane monologue, you two. I,
2: Rain, you're always a pleasure to have on. You're you're so funny. I love listening to you talk about TFT. No, sir, I really enjoyed having you on. Man, this was a lot of fun. I hope we do it again sometime soon. I'm really really happy to see you doing well and enjoying it more. I'm like really enjoying watching you play TFT this set. The last thing, Dan, I had a blast with you as always. The last thing I'm going to say is that. While the purpose of the agree and all the research I did was really to decide whether or not replay went in tier one, and I didn't want to muck up the answer, I have to say that in looking at the data, it is not really a tier one in, that includes a group of more than one person. It is, Setsuko is tier one A. His performance over the course of sets eight right ten, y'all—it's <laughs> just fucking on every metric ladder, the tournament stats, the fucking final lobby percentage, the wins—he's fucking insane at TFT. He is a he is a god. He is a god. So yeah, Setsuko tier tier zero as far as I'm concerned right now.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah the the true answer to bryce's question he actually said it before the show was that the real answer is that the tier one isn't re-replay but it's neither or wage neither it's actually just it's, everyone else is below but hey let's let all us let do regionals do all the talking can't wait and if you guys miss any of our talking please consider following us youtube.com slash at dtiydk. i'm gonna type it in chat youtube.com. We are close to a thousand subs. That gives us opportunity to upload faster, gives us YouTube partner, which gives us preferences and a bunch, a bunch of across the board. Also, we can enable ads on it so that we can feed our editor, Yenwei. Hashtag feed Yenwei. He does a good job editing stuff. If you also want the audio only, anchor.fm. We're also on Spotify. Thank you so much to everyone who hung out. We had a blast from Frodan, Esports Law, Rainplosion, and Noster. Thanks for watching Don't Talk If You Don't Know, and we'll see you next time for more TFT action. Have a good night.
0: Bye-bye.